Let's take our Bibles tonight and turn to Psalm 116, 116th Psalm is in our Bible reading here just recently. It really caught my attention once again. It's a beautiful Psalm. We're going to give our attention to it here tonight in the message from God's Word, Psalm 116, Psalm 116. In a lot of ways, um, the testimonies tonight have already preached the message uh, if you know Psalm 116, then um, that's exactly what we've already uh, experienced here tonight. And I think you'll see that as we get into it. So let's look at it now in Psalm 116. Begins in a really strong way, different than uh, most of the Psalms in the way that it begins. He says, I love the Lord. Well, we could just preach a good while on that, right? I love the Lord, of course, we know because he first loved us. Uh, John would write in 1 John, but the psalmist here says, I love the Lord. Because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Notice verse 3 and 4. The sorrows of death compass me, and the pains of hell get hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. And then verse 5. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low and he helped me. Didn't we hear that tonight? I was brought low and he helped me. And then, then he talks to himself. You ever do that? As long as you don't answer, it's okay. Is that right? Uh, he talks to himself. He says in verse 7, Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. Huh. I thought I heard a lady say amen right there. I just, okay. <laughs> all right, verse 12. Look at verse 12, this is beautiful. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? What shall I render? What shall I repay? How, how can I repay? Well, the fact is, is we can't. We just can't. If we, if we could repay it, it wouldn't be grace. So he says, what, what, just rhetorically, he says, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? So what, what can you do? What can I render to the Lord for all of his benefits? Well, he actually answers in verse 13 and following. I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the eyes of the Lord. I'm sorry. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord. Truly I am thy servant, I am thy servant, and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving, and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows in the Lord now in the presence of all his people. 
If you've been given testimony, I realize I wish we could just keep going, but there was a sermon to preach too. But if we just kept going, every one of us could give thanks and praise, praise unto him in the presence of all of his people. Yep. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. All right, so here's the title of the message tonight. Not, it's truly not my intent to, to be lengthy, but I don't want to short circuit the word either. Um, just want you to, to get the message that's here. And, and here's the title. What you can't repay, you can relay. What you can't repay, you can relay. All right, now I'll, I'll explain that here in just a minute in case you didn't catch it from the title. All right, what you can't repay, you can relay. All right, may God bless the reading of his word as you're seated. We'll consider this beautiful psalm here tonight. What we've just read here tonight really is like a lot of the testimonies we've just heard. It's like a testimony of a David McCoyne who just gave testimony that said, you know, seven years ago, I received a kidney transplant and that's why I'm here. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to give that testimony. It's like a testimony of Miss Woosley talking about her husband, Brother David. I heard Brother, uh, Brother Dave Woosley preach this summer in Kentucky, and he preached the whole message in two, with two words, but God. But God. You ever have some of those moments where things uh, were going a certain direction, but God intervened? And so that's that kind of testimony. It's a very personal psalm. All the psalms are very personal in their nature, but this one is especially so. Uh, 37 times he uses a first person pronoun, I, or me, or my, I mean, and it's not, it's not like he's stuck on himself. He's just simply saying, I can't believe what God's done in my life. In fact, 15 times he refers to the Lord. And so it's obvious that he's giving praise to God, but he's doing so by talking about what God did in his own life. And so He's relaying that. I just had lunch yesterday with Brother uh, James Merlo. And by the way, I hadn't mentioned this, but the, the uh, Calvary Baptist Church, Iglesia Baptista del Calvario, uh, bought two radio stations. They have two towers now that they're going to be broadcasting out beginning in, in January. It's a great opportunity for the Hispanic population, the only uh, Christian radio station in this area. So I'm really excited about, about what's going on on there. And so, But what they're doing is they're they're relaying the message. They're getting it out. The word relay, as I looked it out, literally does mean that. Broadcast. Broadcast. Get out. Uh, it means to communicate, to carry or spread the news. The opposite of that would be this, to hold back, to be silent, to keep quiet, to withhold. Well, the psalmist here is saying, I can't hold it back. I've got to give him praise. And he gets into the reasons as to why. Now look back at verse one again, if you would. It says, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Um, I like what John Phillips said right here. He said, this is a good way to begin a psalm. It's a good way to begin a day. It's a good way to begin a new business venture. It's a new way to, it's a good way to begin a new school. It's a, it's a good way to begin a new anything. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. You know, we've tried to encourage our, our sons, listen, you know, if God wants you in the ministry, we want you in the ministry full-time, you know, pastoral type ministry or missions or whatever. But the main thing, whether God calls you in the ministry or not, that's not the main thing. The main thing is this, love the Lord. Amen. Love the Lord, love the Lord, love the Lord, you know, because he so loved us. He just starts out saying, I love the Lord. 
I love the Lord because, and he, he's going to explain as why. I also like what uh, John Phillips said. He said that what he would do is as he was in the army, uh, the British army, um, he, if he was assigned to a new location, as he's unpacking everything, he would bring out his, his large uh, Bible and set his Bible on the bed, on the cot there where he's going to start to unload everything else in an effort to say this. Now you need to know, I love the Lord. And he said once he did that, nobody was starting to, to ask him to do some questionable things. It just kind of established up front. Hey, listen, you need to know I love the Lord. You know, if, um, if you're beginning a new chapter in life, it'd be good. Just get, the, get that right out in the open. I love the Lord. Uh, open up a new home. Just start unpacking things. Get the Bible out first. This home's going to love the Lord. New car, I love the Lord. New relationship, bring out the Bible. Say, look, you need to know I love the Lord. I love the Lord. John, uh, John Phillips said that I, I love the Lord and I want others to know about it. Here's the psalmist is saying the same exact thing. I love the Lord. And he explains as to why. Look at verse one again, the latter part of it, because he's heard my voice and my supplication. Because he hath inclined his ear. When I looked up the word inclined, it literally means like maybe you would do with a, a small child that's speaking to you. You, you lean down and say, no, what, what did you say? The idea is that he, he's leaning into what, what we're saying, what we're communicating. He extends his ear, he stretches out, he turns to us. I love the Lord because he's inclined his ear into me. Therefore, while I call upon him as long as I live. Here's what he's doing. He's saying, listen, I, I'm thinking back to what God's done and that makes me want to live for him today and the rest of my life. You know, I, I trust that that's your testimony as well here tonight, that because of all that God's done in my life, I just want to love him and live for him today and I want to live for him the rest of my life. That's what he's saying. I love the Lord. Verse three and four, he points out what a critical point he was at. The sorrows of, of death got uh, compassed me. The pains of hell got hold upon me. In other words, he's saying, I wasn't sure I was going to pull through. Now, I, I, can't, I can't say that I've been in a spot like that where, where I thought that, you know, this could be it, but that's exactly where he was. He was at a point where he wasn't sure if he's going to come through. And, and, uh, and, and really, it seemed like his life was slipping away. Certainly, words like this would describe his situation, anguish and worry and fear and, and maybe even dread and, 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 and anxiety. And yet, in the midst of all that, God was still with him. You know... Um, there's some here tonight that have been through some difficult times this year, but you can look back now and say, you know, God's taken care of us. God's been good. I was in the midst of all this and the sorrow that was overwhelming me. And, and, uh, but he says in verse four, then I called upon the name of the Lord. Oh Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. I, I, I just think about somebody that's there and they don't know how it's going to go. They want to keep living, but thank God if you're saved, you don't have to worry about even the day that you're going to die, but, but you like to just keep living. I like what, uh, like what, what one man said, he says, I'm going to keep living as long as I can. Amen. Just going to keep living as long as I can. And so anyways, uh, but he, he wasn't sure how he was going to go, but, but he crawled upon the Lord. He asked God to deliver him. And here's what he said. Gracious is the Lord. Gracious is the Lord. Merciful is the Lord. Righteous is the Lord. You know, others, others may not be gracious. Others may not be caring, but you can say about God, God is gracious. Others may do you wrong or your situation may not be right, but you can say this, God is righteous. Others may be insensitive, uncaring, and un, even unkind, but the Lord is merciful. 
He's reflecting on this and, and he's saying, uh, I, I thought about my worst case scenario, my, my worst concern. But, but I want to say to you tonight, the nature of your worst concern is no match for the nature of the Lord. Because he was in this dire situation and God came through for him. Verse six, he says, he preserves the simple. The word simple um, is used in Proverbs about somebody that's naive or gullible. It can be somebody that, uh, you know, is not well aware or experienced in life. And, and uh, the, those that are sinful would take advantage of somebody that is simple. So that could be the context here, but it could also just be this, somebody that was helpless. Somebody that was in a, in a very difficult spot. And, and he's saying, hey, listen, I, I was in a difficult spot right here. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what to do. But God helps the simple. God helps the needy. God comes to the aid of those that, that have no idea what to do. So to, to the weak and to the frail. I want to thank God tonight that he comes to our help. And then he said this in verse number seven. He says, I, I said to my soul, return to thy rest. You know, every now and then your soul can just kind of run away with you as you get to worrying about what's going to happen here, what's going to happen there, what, what's going to be the outcome of this. But then when you trust the Lord and you see God do something, then you can say to your soul, you know what? Hey, just settle down. Return to thy rest. Return to thy rest. And, and uh, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. Look at verse number eight. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears and my feet from falling. You know, you know what that does? That encompasses everything that could go wrong in your life. Death, tears, you know, problems that come, and then personal failures or fallings. There's, there, what he's saying is, God, I haven't met, I haven't encountered anything in my life that you can't handle. You, you delivered me from all these things. All of all the things in life that cause potential sorrow. God, you're, you're God over it all. And so no wonder then in verse number nine, everybody still follow along here, watch what he does. I will walk before the Lord in the land of living. He says, he says this, I'm going to live out my days before God. I mean, God has been so good to me. I want to live for him and he can take care of everything. I'm going to trust him. I'll walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I want, uh, sorry, uh, verse number 10, I believe, therefore, have I spoken. I was greatly, I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What he's saying right here is this. I, I was at a point where, where I was in desperation and I really miscalculated things. I, I thought that, that, that everything was against me, but then he realized, wait a minute, God's not against me. And he said, all men are liars. Now, here's what can happen in our problems. We can think that things are a lot worse than what they are. We, we, if somebody's against us, we can think, man, everybody's against me. If something is wrong, we can think everything is wrong. He said in his haste, all men are liars. In other words, he's, he's simply saying this. I, I really wasn't looking at this the right way. But you know, when pain comes and sorrow comes and hurt comes to your life, it can cloud all of your thinking. And so he says, I'm thankful, though, that God helped me through all that. And then he says in verse 12, what shall I render to the Lord for all of his goodness, all of his benefits? Uh, the word benefits there means this gracious acts. What shall I render to God? How can, how can I ever repay God for all that he's done? Would you stop and think about that? How could you ever repay God for all the times he's come through? 
You know, honestly, there's no way we could repay. Since we can't repay it, here's what we can do. I can say something about it. I can never pay you back for that, but I can say thank you. And that's what he's saying here is, God, I can never, I can never repay you. I can't, I can't render back to you, what you how good you've been to me, but I can say thank you. And that's, and that's what he says he's going to do in verse number 13. He says, I will take up the cup of salvation. What, what, what that is saying, it, it may very well be in the setting of like Exodus or in Numbers where it talks about the cup of salvation. They're just simply saying this. I just want to thank the God. It, it, could, it could be a drink offering that he pours out, but he's, he's simply saying this. I was at a very low point, but God saved me. And I want to say something about it here. I will take the cup of salvation. I will call upon the name of the Lord. Again, he's just, he's just giving God thanks for what he has done. And he says in verse number 14, I will pay my vows unto the Lord. In other words, he'd said, maybe he'd even made a vow or he'd said, God, if you bring me through this, then God, I'll give you the praise for it. Well, he's saying, God brought me through it and I'm going to stand and testify. Precious in the sight of the Lord of the death of his saints. Now, um, you know, I, it, it really does communicate that when a believer goes home, it's precious in the eyes of the Lord. I was literally studying this verse here this afternoon when I got, or this morning rather, when I got the word about Miss Bertha Glover going home to be with the Lord. What a dear lady she was. Faithfully serving out in the, out in the gym, you know, and, and pouring on the, the, uh, the, biscuit, the gravy on the biscuits, man. Hey, listen, that's an important job right there. She did it because she loved the Lord. I love, I enjoyed, she always was picking at you a little bit. If you know, if you knew her very well, then that was just her way. You know, I, um, I got to thinking about it this, uh, this afternoon and, and, um, in just this 2022, the funerals that I personally have done of members of this church, Irma Harrison, or been a part of at least, Gene Kramer, Gene Staten, Janie Coverdale, Jeff Dillon, Kelly Pittman, Maxine Quintana, Richie Davis, Glenda Waltrip, Miss Juanita Weston, and here coming up, Miss Bertha Glover. Um, according to this text, every one of them and their home going is precious in the eyes of the Lord. Now on this side, times it's overwhelming because we miss them. But he says right here, precious in the eyes of the Lord the death of, of his saints. In other words, here's what he's communicating. God's not indifferent to this. I, I, w- <laughs> I was at a really low point and God knew it and he brought me through it. So I, I hadn't really thought about the flip side of this verse. Precious in the eyes, in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. But here's, here's what he's saying. If their death is precious in his eyes, doesn't it stand to reason that our life and our existence here in the living is precious in his eyes as well? If he cares about us and he's not indifferent to us when it comes our time to die, then he's with us now when it's our time to live. And all I can do is praise him for it and thank him for it. 
precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death, is the death, in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And so he says, God, God's watching over all this. I, I was at a point where I didn't think that he really cared, but he did. And he came through. And I can't repay him for it, but I can relay to you just how gracious, just how righteous, just how merciful God is in the midst of our soul's troubles. Oh, Lord, truly, I am thy servant. Verse number 16. I mean, what other conclusion could you come to? If God's done that much in your life, what would you do with the rest of your life but serve him? Truly, I am your servant. I'm the, the, the son of thine handmaid. In other words, he's just simply saying, God, I'm so glad just to get to serve you and, and live for you here. And, and he says, you've loosed my bonds. In other words, you've allowed me to keep living. It's kind of like a Hezekiah moment where he thought he was going to die, but God extended his days. Now, when our time comes to, to pass from this life into his presence, then we can trust him then. But if we can trust him then, we can trust him now. And so he says, I will offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord. Now in the presence of all his people, hey, I can't repay what God has done, but I can say what God has done. And I, I can't re, re, reimburse him, but I can retell and retell and retell what God has done in a great way. Wow. In the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house, of the, in the Lord's house, in the midst of the old Jerusalem. Praise ye the Lord. All these individuals that I just read their names, they love the Lord. Asurma Harrison, love the Lord. Gene Kramer, love the Lord. Talking about being out, out here greeting and, and uh, when his health was uh, good, he was going up and down the stairs. In his 80s, uh, and um, I'd say, Brother Gene, what number are you on? He says, oh, I think this is number six. Going up and back down again, up and back down again. He stayed healthy. As long as God gave him life, he lived for God. Each and every one of these, they couldn't repay what God did, but they sure tried to relay it to others. Whether it was our dear friend, Brother Richie out there in the foyer greeting everybody. Saying to his preacher, that's a good message, Brother Jason. He couldn't repay at all what God did in his life. These dear folks couldn't repay at all. Miss Juanita Weston couldn't repay at all, but here's what she could do. She could relay it. They could relay it. We could never in a thousand lifetimes here on earth repay God for all he's done. But here's what we can do. I'd like to give testimony here tonight that God's been good and gracious in my life. I'd like to say tonight God's been right. Even in times when I've been wrong and everything around me was wrong, God's still right. I'd like to say tonight that there's times I haven't been kind. There's times when life hasn't been very profitable or very easy to go in my life. It's not been easy, but I will say this, God's been compassionate. God's been merciful. And God is worthy of our praise and thanksgiving. So Father, I thank you tonight. We love you because you first loved us. And so God, it's good for us here just to give you thanks and praise, whether it's in our family or at work or among friends or right here at church, to be able to stand and testify about your graciousness and your righteousness and your goodness. Oh God, I praise you for it. 
And I pray that you would uh, help us, Lord, to retell and, and to pass on to others just how good you've been. Lord, thank you again for all the testimonies and the others that certainly could be given tonight of all that could stand and say just how good that you've been in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together here tonight.